0: hello and welcome to Holly's Hotspurs where I your host Holly agambabar will be talking all the latest news and gossip along with a few heated opinions on the club we all love Tottenham Hotspur now you can watch this unfold live with me and my guests over on YouTube at my channel Holly Agambar. but for now let's sit back and discuss what has been happening at Tottenham hopefully we've been living lavish two, eight, first we have otherwise known as Sabella's TV. Apart from the result, man, how are you feeling? As good as I can be,
1: but <laughs> thank you for having that's me.
0: <laughs> that's all right, no worries. And also we have JJ Season, otherwise known as JJ. how are you?
2: Uh, Yeah, uh, pretty much the same answer as Mel, to be honest. After uh, watching that game, there's only so many emotions you can feel. <laughs> yeah, I but, think that's uh, the
0: best answer. But um, yeah, anyways, so I suppose we'll have to try and begin some sort of conversation. I think the first one will probably have to be this defence. As we all know, in recent weeks, it hasn't been the best. But tonight, we saw a combination that included a centre-back partnership of both Sanchez and Dyer, Tanganga and Davies. Mel, I want to start with you. How are your feelings on that lineup this this, this afternoon? I'm
1: going to be honest. Um, I think I saw you tweet this as well. I. Don't think there's any line of defense right now that will make me feel relieved, you know, when I see it. Um, <laughs> not really uh, <clears throat> with any combination, but um, I know we've got Regulon out, which I think has been a massive miss for us. Um, I was shaky about Sanchez in the lineup. Um, I finally conceded defeat on defending Sanchez, but I was surprisingly quite impressed with him today until. That blunder, um, <laughs> I've no. really done really well. Um, he was really putting himself on the line with the blocks. Um, but until that, but we'll get to that. Um, I did think the team looked quite attacking, so I did actually expect us to go a bit all out. Um, I was happy to see Tanganga in the lineup as well. Um, but that's all I can really say about the lineup yeah yeah it it wasn't the best was it and um
0: i know jay has some feelings on Davies. so davy uh i'm going to come to you on that jay what are your thoughts on davies well uh,
2: the, the thing is i've always said this about with with Tottenham at the minute with the, the way that we set up <coughs> i thought originally of oh, ben davies can play in a four because if we're going to if we're going to play this free free central defenders and then with the wing backs with Regulon or Aurier and doherty on the other side that'll work davies would never work out there then, obviously, with Regalon being out, we transitioned into the four. And I thought, you know what? He's playing left-back, not going to have to do that much going forwards. All he's got to literally do uh, is defend. But I genuinely don't think that he could get in the Swansea team that we bought him from anymore. He, he, he's. It, it, I was watching it with my dad, and there was literally a moment where Sterling was one-on-one with Davies and was, I reckon, 10 yards away from him and knocked it past him and then nearly got it on the other side as well. It's just at at this level now there's there's no way that that can be confidence with that defense with Ben Davies playing left back. As for the, as for the rest of the defense it's it's impossible to say because we haven't played the system that I think that we have the players to do um you know it's all about the wing backs for us and we, we are, sadly, if we're going to keep the same personnel we've got, we are, I think, going to have to play three in the middle because you need the extra defender to compensate for how awful we are defensively until we get someone in in the new season. But until then, we've got no chance for Ben Davies.
1: It's interesting. with Davies. I always thought with Davies that he was just a player. I've never really seen him put in a standout performance. Um, he never really, you know, he's had a great performance, but I never really thought he particularly had... A rubbish performance but especially recently he, he's really been a standout player for me and that's not for a good reason um mm. yeah so uh, I'm done with Davis I've, I've I've said enough about him so yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to do it today but...
2: the only thing I would say about Davis is that and I've said this before to a couple of other people I said if he was to accept at his age that he can't play that position anymore because the wingers in the Premier League are only getting better and younger if he was to accept that you can't play that position and we went into a three and he played left centre-back, I'd feel more confident than him playing left-back. If, if if they were going to be adamant on keeping him in the team, if, if we weren't going to get anyone else, that's the only way I see him having a chance of getting in there.
0: No, I fully agree. I think at the moment, Joyce has tried loads of different ways to try and sort out this back four. And any position he plays or anyone you think is going to play in there just can't do a job. Obviously, we've worked, just touched on regulon. Do you reckon Regulon coming into that back forward sort it out in somewhat?
1: <clears throat> I do think Regulon is stronger attacking than he is defensively. For a brief period, I feel like we, I'm not like comparing them as players, but you see, when we had like Rose and Walker as the fullbacks, I really thought we were kind of somewhat going back to those days where our fullbacks were our weapons when it came to the attack. I do think he'll improve it, but i feel like if we get Regulon back and we play more attacking, i feel like, are we going to leak even more? So, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I mean, Regulon will definitely improve that defence, but I still have the worries, you know, about conceding. But I do think he'll offer more attacking-wise in particular. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. I mean,
0: like well, we've touched on, well, regular will, will, will add that attacking play, attack but... play. But... Again, do, Again we have that do we have that defensive nature? Defensive and that's another thing I want to bring on with this whole Jose In and Out business, because this is the thing that's going all around the works at the moment. Do you say mm-hmm. this is down to Jose picking this defensive lineup or is it purely because these players are not up to scratch? Jay, I'll come to you first.
2: I, I think I think the the thing is is with with Jose and obviously with what he inherited from the manager before him, um the, the thing is is that he He's picked up a defence in which all of the players, in my opinion, are probably past their prime. If you look at um, Toby, Dyer, uh, even Sanchez has looked, like you said earlier, Mel, he's looked better. But after after tonight, you know, it kind of again shows, um, like there's been a lot of people I've seen on Twitter over a long time ago saying, you know, Sanchez isn't good enough. He never will be good enough. The the price tag we paid for him. Um, But at this point, For me, you know, I've already seen it in in the chat like two or three times. You know, why is Rodon not playing? You know, if if it's that bad, it it reminds me of um, of Gareth Southgate with England. It just seems like we won't drop players because of their stature within the club, because of how long they've been with the club, because of all of this. And just kind of go, you know, Joe Rodon's had after the, the mistake beat Chelsea, that was about it. But apart from that, I, I've seen him play and it's, it's nice to see an exciting centre-back come through. If you look at defensively as well, I've, I've said this, you know, you look at the boys that play pre-season, so you, you're talking your Harvey White, your Dennis Kirkins, those kind of boys. Is that is Dennis Kirkin going to do any worse of a job at left-back than Ben Davies? You know, that that's, that's the thing. It's just like, you know, we meme Chelsea all the time for having all these young players in great positions that never actually get to break into the first team. But then in these scenarios, we're still playing Ben Davies, we're still, you know, Eric Dyer at the beginning of the year, and I'll put my hand up and say it, you know, he was unreal at the beginning of the year, and we were telling fans everywhere that Lee's, like, this resurgence, and now it's like, you know, <laughs> what are these young boys going to do? You know, Harvey White's, Harry Winks is still in the team, and Harvey White's playing that, like, literally around the corner from where I live. Do you know what I mean? Like, just I just don't understand it. I don't understand it.
0: No, it is a funny one, and I don't really know where we can go from this in a sense. And because of that defence, I feel like Hoiberg, especially tonight, we've seen that he's conceded two pens in two games. Now, I know there's a bit of debate on whether these pen decisions were maybe a bit, shall we say, harsh. But nevertheless, do you think, now this is because he's got to have the weight of the defence on his shoulders? Or do you think he's purely
1: just losing it a little bit? With Hoiberg, I've always noted him as a very tidy player. Um I think Hoybia has been carrying this defence for a while, um, and he's hardly had any rest. So I think maybe he's just knackered. You know, I saw this with Ericsson. Um when we had Ericsson. sorry, I'm going to my Ericsson agenda again, <laughs> but um <clears throat> back when we had Ericsson, we he just got ran into the mud and it showed there would be certain sloppy, you know, decisions he would make. Um I'm, I'm not gonna say because I think Ericsson was one to shy out of a tackle, which is the complete opposite of Hoibia. But I think it just comes down to when you're knackered, you just you are prone to those, you know, lousy one-off mistakes. Um the penalties were very controversial in my opinion. Um the one tonight I saw a certain angle where um Gundogan actually got his leg. It, it was very clumsy of Hoibia to go in in the first place. However, there wasn't no contact when he did come in. Um Gundogan got the contact first and then that caused, sorry, the knee-jerk reaction of Hoyer following foot to then go into him. So, so yeah, that was a very controversial penalty for me. But to me, it's just yeah, it's Hoyer just getting run into the ground, and you know, as you said, carrying the weight of that defense, and I just think he needs a break. Honestly,
2: going going off that, I totally agree because he he. I was talking like I said, I was watching this with my dad tonight. I said he looks the last couple of games he looks desperate. It's like, it's like he reads every single tweet that a Tottenham fan puts about how much they admire him and his heart and everything, and he's taken it literally, and he just, he's, he's just desperate. That, that tackle on Gundogan, Gundogan miscontrols it. That's the only reason he wins the penalty, is because Gundogan miscontrols it. That ball's going off for a goal kick, but Hojbieg just has to be there every time. He feels like he has to be there because he has to cover the defence. I tell you, you know, there's, and there's no there's no replacement for him. No replacement for him in our team at the minute. So he's having to play you every game. The,
1: with the um sorry, going back on what you said about the defense thing and the whole Jose thing, I'm not saying Jose's blame free. Um Jose has his flaws, you know, sometimes his tactics, sometimes the substitutions he makes. But I feel like the problem is way broader then Jose, we've still got the same issues we had before Jose. And if we don't sort them out, we're still going to have them after Jose. You can see he doesn't trust the defence because that's the one part of the pitch in particular. You're always seeing, you can't predict that part of the lineup, you know, um, when they get released. He's constantly chopping and changing that defence. You can see he doesn't trust it. I don't blame him either. If I had that defence, I would be throwing as many men behind the ball (laughs) as possible. So, and then you can see it showed in the Everton game, you know, we've gone more attacking. And we've conceded five. Um, Again, there's a conversation to be had. I had this not long ago about the whole, you know, them trying kind of thing. Um, But you've got to look at the opponent. I'm not... I am fed up tonight because it's individual mistakes, as usual, which is a problem we've had before, Jose. And we're going to have after, as I said, if we don't sort this out. Remember, Poch said he wanted an overhaul. Remember, at the end of Poch's tenure, we was horrible. And... Poch said himself, we need a squad overhaul. So from when Poch says that, you know, a lot of the people that want Jose out loved Poch. So if you love Poch, listen to what he says and realise this isn't just the Jose problem. This is a lot bigger than him. Jose wanted um, Squinyar. We never got him. Now, I'm not trying to disrespect Roden here, but you can see that wasn't a first choice. He wanted a more established centre-back. So I try to reserve judgment for Jose until we get that centre-back in until I see an established centre-back, and then I want to see, yeah, what can Jose do now? But until then, I can't blame him for throwing that many guys behind the ball. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, exactly, I agree, exactly. I mean, you can see it on Twitter. I mean, Twitter's probably the worst place to see it. But um, everybody, he's the first man to blame. And to be fair, kind of what uh, Adam says here and the fact that Jose is the one that decides to choose who's on that pitch. But like we said, who are you going to choose out of that back for? Because... There's so many players at the moment that you know are going to cost us. It's individual mistakes again. But moving away from the defence slightly, I think we need to touch on Reese. I mean, there's obviously a lot of talk about him at the moment. that is he passed it? Is his time numbered? And I just want to get your thoughts on it. Because obviously tonight and against Everton, I feel like he, he wasn't to his best. So, Jay, I'll come to you first on the whole Larice topic. What, what do you make of it?
2: Uh, the, well, having played in goal for a, for many a year, <laughs> but um, not saying I'm at Larisa's level at all. But you know, the, the the goals tonight obviously were um, for me the penalty. I was watching it on some dookie stream um because I don't I can't afford Sky. Um, but on the pundit, one of the pundits was Michel Vaughan. we were talking about the penalty. And obviously, in a penalty, it's always so difficult for a goalkeeper. Hugo Luis has got a, a, a vast experience of saving penalties. He's saved many a big penalty. The one against Arsenal against, from Aubameyang was obviously the huge one. And obviously, the one against Aguero um, is obviously another one. But tonight, you know, as a goalie, it, 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 it's frustration. But it's also like, I think you've got to take the penalty out of it because he's guessed the right way. That's an art in itself. To then save it is another art on top of that. You know, if, especially with the new rules about coming off the line, and I've, I know a lot of my goalkeeper mates have said the same, um, it makes it impossible for the goalkeeper to save a penalty without guessing two seconds before the, the penalty taker's taken it. Um, obviously, he gets a hand on it, he'd be frustrated. Um, but then the second goal was just... no—it no, the, the Gundogan goal the, the, was just no excuse whatsoever for, for that. I'm sorry. I was, you know, we saw it in the Everton game... Um, you know, with the goal he conceded there, but the one tonight, he, his foot's there and he, he's he's he gone through it with his hand. You know, it's like he's almost scared to save it with his foot. It, it's, I thought it just slipped under him. But the fact that you saw the replay back and he, he you saw him consciously make the decision, it, it does make you question it. But then he is Hugo, like that Everton game, he made a couple of mistakes, but some of the saves he made were absolutely top class. So uh, is his day's numbers, I don't know. Is his days numbered while Gazzaniga's out on loan? Definitely not. Would his days be numbered if Gazzaniga was still in the club on the bench? Potentially. But, you know, he's not, it's never going to get that bad that Joe Hart's going to start in the Premier League.
0: No, that's that's a fair comment. I think we can all kind of agree on that, I think. And I kind of like what, what Adam said here about the fact that um, ever since Luis broke his arm against Brighton on the crossbar, it hasn't looked the same. And I think I can kind of agree and to a sense that. for that. Because, like... I feel like it has dipped and then he kind of brought it back in and it's kind of dipped again. But is this maybe because of the players in front of him? Who knows again? I feel like it's a big mismatch of things. But I'd like to just maybe put a lighter note on things at the moment, because I know we're all kind of a bit furious at the game tonight. But I think we've also got to highlight the fact of Ndombele. Um What is everybody's takes on him at the moment? Are we impressed by him? Do we think he needs to do more?
1: I'll start with you, Mel. What, what do you make of Ndombele at the minute? I've, I've never got enough good words to say about Ndombele. Um, I talk about ever since we um, got rid of Dembele, that period of time between us getting rid of him and getting Ndombele, we were really, really lacking, you know, that kind of player. I'm still not going to commit blasphemy and say I like him better than I ever liked um, Dembele. But him just, you know, connecting that... Def- It's hard for me to talk like this when we're not really playing like this right now. (laughs) But the way he could connect, you know, our defence to the attack and just carry that through the midfield and unlock, you know, the other team is amazing. But I still think we could see a lot more of Ndombele if we replaced Beritson. I still think we need that creative player, you know, slotted in there to really, I think that will completely bring out the best in Ndombele. Um, So I I still don't think, you know, he's hit his ceiling, but he's been one of my favourite players this season. I'm really impressed with him.
2: I I think that's what you said there about the whole playmaker role in front of him. I think that's been the issue with Ndombele for me watching is the the identity of how he plays because he's – is he – a central midfielder that gets forward. Is he a creative midfielder? Obviously, later on in the game, when the subject, when Sissoko came on, he got pushed up into that cam role, That's as it would be. Good. You know, is 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 that where we want to see him played? Or, you know, when Dembele played, like you said exactly that, we had Wanyama, who you could, you know, if we were to compare that squad to this squad, you got Wanyama would be your Hojbjerg, who would sit there, do nothing, literally just break up the play. And then that gave Dembele that chance to go on those runs, to do those things. But... You know, that's the thing. Are we saying? And I, I agree with you in the sense. I I don't think playing him central central attack in midfield is the best place to put him. You know, and I don't think we should force him to go up there. We need to replace, or Del needs to pull his finger out of his ass. You know, it's just like. It's, yeah. And I like
0: that you you pointed out Delhi as well because we did actually see him make the bench and come on. So, are we feeling that Delhi might start to get a bit more influence into the game, or do we think this is maybe Jose making a stint to say, look? I, I'm gonna try and push him forward because you all want him and you're all moaning about it. So, Mel, what do you make on Delhi?
1: <clears throat> I'm a bit torn on Delhi, in all honesty. Um, I don't think Ali is the player he was years ago. I know a lot of fans want to see him start, so I don't want to get slaughtered for this, but I don't think he's the player he is um, years ago. I feel, I feel like the way we play football, you see, I think it's a game of fine margins. Um, you know, we don't get many when when we go forward, when we're attacking, we don't get many opportunities to do that. Um, and I do feel, especially in recent years, when I feel like Deli Ali's running, I just feel like, you know, in slow motion, I like he really slows down the play. And I feel like when we only get these few chances to counter attack, you know, I feel like that's not something you can be doing. However, I don't think we can get much, you know, worse now. And on the contrary, I do believe Ali's little, you know, his clever flicks and right place, right time kind of play in and around the box could be key for us. So I'm very on the fence about Ali, in all honesty.
0: Yeah, no, it is difficult. I mean, I think we all secretly want him to do well. But at the (laughs) minute, I feel like he's got that chip on his shoulder and I think after Jose kind of battered him down I felt the fact that he's lazy maybe that just got under his skin a little bit but hopefully like you said well, we've got nothing else to lose and I think that's something I'd like to bring in with Bell as well because obviously I feel like Bell and Delhi at the moment are kind of Dele on the same life. vibe and I can see Jay is laughing about it so I suppose Jay do you want to take me off on your whole Bell scenario?
2: I, I, I think I think the bale love story was over from the day it started just because of the uh the expectation and and uh, you know we've got a lot of mates that aren't tottenham fans and you know we, we all went out we all bought the shirts we all you know posted the memes from four you know how many however many years ago um saying you know this is going to be it this is going to be it but you know we've still got the long-haired Real Madrid bale that sat on the bench and done nothing. You know, me and, me and one of my mates, we, me and my mate Lee, we always joke and say, when he cuts his hair, that's it. Once he cuts his hair, that's it. He'll be back into prime bale. But the moment he's got that, that Real Madrid hair still going on, it's just, it was just over from when it started. Um, you know, the the West Ham miss, I think is a, is a key part. You know, if he scores that goal against West Ham, obviously the West Ham game, we don't want to talk about. But, you know, if he scores that goal against West Ham, it totally changes, you know, against a, a rival club to score a goal. You know that would have been ideal, but ever since that miss, I think I think it's just been, it's not been what we've wanted, and it's been to the to the happiness of everyone else in the league because we were just so excited. It was such a pick up for Spurs fans, and then it's just been awful. It's just been awful. Do
1: you know what? No, I, that that a- was I, I really do feel like he's kind of just back for the vibes. It's unfortunate because when he was yeah. brought in on that Madrid. <laughs> When when you're rotting on that Madrid bench, I I never thought like he was going to go back to the bell, you know, of 2012 and that. But if you do want to get some shape back out of him, how do you do that? You can't be sitting on the bench. You need to get, as someone said in the comments, that frequent game time. But I feel like Jose kind of he might be like in a position of, you know, desperation right now with this team. He's thinking he's still not in shape. Can can I afford to be giving him these practice runs, kind of thing? considering the position we're in i don't know but yeah as um jay said i do think the bell dream was over when it started
2: <laughs> there was one glimpse of it though tonight and my dad pointed out that bit of skill at the end that you had to beat four city players and then it was just the finish but if you scores that goal you know we're sat here going oh my god gareth Bell, what an absolute baller but you know we're not that's the point we're not sat there you know it, it, you, you've absolutely summed it up perfectly by saying he's literally just come here just to to pick him pick himself up a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I've always had this thought that obviously the Euros are coming up, and I feel like it's probably his last chance for Wales. So maybe that has something to play in it as well. But do you reckon mm-hmm. because of this he'll go back to Real Madrid, or do you reckon?
1: What do you think? What do you guys think? What do you think, Mel? I think as soon as he goes back there, uh, do you know what? Not even soon as he goes back there. I think right now they're probably looking at the next club. They're trying to get rid of him. To be honest, I don't think that relationship will ever be repaired. So, yeah, he's off. Because <laughs> he we got
2: yeah. we got the extension. We got the option to extend, haven't we? If we wanted, or is it? A,
0: a, uh, I believe so. So if um,
2: we want him,
0: we can extend it. But...
2: but but that's the thing. If if he if he goes back to Madrid then I think he'll sit there for a year, to be honest. It, they'll either pay him off or he'll sit there for a year. There's there's no way. He's It, it looks to me like he's like fallen out of love with football to an extent because you know you kind of come back to Spurs and you thought, right, that'll pick him back up again. And then he comes back and then he's kind of giving off the same vibes that you had when he was at Madrid. Apart from me, the fans don't hate him. That's the only difference. We don't hate him. We can never hate him for what he's done for us. Um, but yeah,
0: but, yeah, no, it's not, it's not good, is it? But um, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Now we spoke about the defence. I just want to pick up on two guys. that I think at the moment, I thought played okay against Everton, but tonight I just, I, I don't think it was there. And that's the both Lamela and <laughs> Lucas. Now I know Jay behind him has something that I think he wants. Yeah, to talk yeah, no, yeah,
2: no, yeah. So this is my, this is my trash can, which I have now put my Lamella shirt over. Um just because I just I I I have been I have been slated, ruined, destroyed by every single Tottenham fan on planet Earth for having faith in number eleven. Um since the day we signed him. I was always, always just like like a lot of people are with Delhi at the minute, just hoping, just hoping, you know, and obviously like you said, the glimpses we saw at Everton were kind of like, Oh yes, you know, this is it, my man's gonna be back. Uh, this is finally the year. It's only taken him forty-seven years to get to this point, but he's here. Um, but uh, but then you know, Holly, I've said to you before. Tonight proves exactly why he can't start football matches. He he can't. He he he's not good enough to start football matches. Um, you know, just because it, he is an impact player that picks up the pace. He comes on, he throws himself about. If the boys are a little bit demotivated, they see him running around the field, kicking people up in the air and it gets them going. You know, like that, that's, that's, that's all he's for now. And and I was, I saw him start obviously. And obviously from Everton, it was obviously like, oh, this could be good, but I'm I'm done with him. Sadly, I've got three Lamella shirts in my wardrobe and I just, I just can't, I can't believe I I'm, I'm done with Lamella now.
0: Yeah, he's, he's. I think he's run his course. Obviously, we have had him at the club for so long, and he still hasn't lived up to expectations. But regardless, <laughs> I'm lucky for you, Jay. Um, but nevertheless, Mo, what are your takes on Lucas at the moment? Because obviously, there's lots of people saying that he kind of find a little bit of form when he managed to run slotted ball through to Sonny for Sonny to score in the game in recent weeks. But apart from that, what, what do you make on him? Do you think he's got a starting place for Tottenham, or do we need to maybe shift him out now?
1: I'll be honest. I think our days with Lucas are done. Um, in all honesty, like you said, I do think he has his glimpses, but I can't honestly see anything Lucas offers that Bergvain doesn't. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, okay, I know. Just as I said that, I remembered people are going to bring up statistics. Lucas has actually got maybe a few goals this season, and Bergvain doesn't. So I've, I've I've always been honest about you know Bergvain not having that in product, but. Um, uh, that position, I just feel like uh, when it comes to him and bergvine but uh, I'm talking about Lucas and I've started talking about Bergvine here, but it's linked, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> with Bergvine, you know, I feel like we're a lot more assured on the pitch. Um, we seem to have more of a balance. You know, the attack looks a lot more assured. I don't see that with Lucas. I feel like uh, when Lucas is in his, you know, bad patches, which seem to be quite often, I feel like he just looks really clumsy, you know, on the ball. He's given it away. And as I said, with this style of football, with the fine margins, I just don't think we can afford that. Um So I I don't think he deserves a starting spot. And I wouldn't be angry if we got rid of him, in all honesty.
0: Yeah, that, I think it's this thing that he's still riding on that Ajax semi-final. I think... <laughs> That's the only thing that everybody goes to is, is the IX semi-final. And it is kind of great me at the minute. But regardless, saying that, obviously, Kane, this is another topic that everybody keeps going on, about, and whether Kane will stay if we don't actually manage to win something this season. So my thoughts on it are, I feel like Kane might be a one-man team, as in he wants to stay to reach every personal accolade he can at the club. But I also agree, when you look back on your career, you want to be able to win trophies as a club. So, Jay, I will go with you. What are your takes on Kane? What's your thoughts
2: on Um, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, as a lot of, you know, Twitter users, the, the Twitter users that watch football, because that's what we are, I, I think it's difficult to judge Kane. But the only way I can judge Kane is going off what other people have said. Um, like professional players, managers. If you ask any manager under the sun, uh, they would have Kane in their team. Um, even now. Um, But for me, I think it's, we won't know until we know whether he's going to be a one-man club or not. He can say that he is, and we all hope he is. Um, But, you know, when does it get too much? If we don't beat City in the League Cup final, do you, like? you know, that's the question. Do you see him going, oh, yeah, I'll give this another year. You know, he's got what, 60 goals, 60 goals to Jimmy Greaves? That's that. What three three seasons if he gets twenty it's 20 a season? That's three more seasons if he if he gets twenty. If he gets more, he gets more. If he gets twenty, that's three more years he'd have it's to stay 20. here. To stay. And even if we win, even if we win the League Cup final, and you know Barcelona are in disarray at the minute with with obviously Komen would Kane be that? Would that save them? Real Madrid, Benzema's getting on with that, you know, that's the thing it, it, we won't know till we know with the bail situation that's sadly, I think but, but yeah
0: No, that's that's a fair take I think, obviously like we said is, is winning the League Cup going to be another pain, but Mel, if, if that
1: is the truth and he, he does decide to, to leave, where, where would he go? Where do you think he'd go? I wouldn't be surprised if City try nab him up, to be fair <laughs> you know, Aguero's getting older um, I think Harry Kane is definitely a player that is good enough to build a team around. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went overseas and I wouldn't be surprised if City nabbed him up. Whether I think he would go to another club in the Premier League is another story. Um, linking that to what Jay was saying um, about the whole one-man club thing, to answer these kind of questions, I feel like I'd be bringing this character into question and I don't know the man, you know, so... Um, <laughs> Well, off, you know, my own assumption, it's easy for me to sit here and say this. I don't think he will go to another Prem team. If he did, I believe that would be City. And I wouldn't be surprised if City nabbed him up. But um, it, it's hard because with the... Oh, I definitely think we're over-reliant on Kane. Um, <clears throat> but then at the same time, I feel like if you say that too strongly, it's quite a disrespect to the players. You know, like Hoibier, um, who has been carrying that defence. Players like Ndombele, players like Son. You know, so I think it's very easy to say, you know, we're a one-man one man team. But we also do have a lot of other very key players. Um, so, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's what, do you reckon it's because we're seeing him playing in a role that includes in role. his crossing and his passing more than just his shooting ability? I mean, there was a quote the other day that he's like a quarterback in the NFL where he'll throw the ball and then get in the end of it. So it's like he's kicking the ball. then get on the end of to score the goal as well so do you think that's something he's added to his play do you think
1: that's why we're so dependent on him now yeah definitely i saw you know people saying he's our best attacker our best midfielder and our best defender i'm not really you know mad at that either um because he really has been doing a lot more it worries me because i feel like you know i got worried for a certain period that came may be burning himself out you know kind of michael Owen esque. So it does worry me seeing him do a lot more and be a lot active, as we know he can be quite fragile with the injuries. Um, but yeah, he really has been important for us um, all over the pitch. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know yeah, the, the, the way we're going. I would be mad if he wanted to leave. But
2: the thing is, the thing is with Kane as well is it's it's the argument as well, and I've seen it within the fan base and with opposition fans as well. Is are we putting the dependence that we have on Kane in the same light as the dependence that we have on Son? You know, that's an argument that I see quite often. You know, we talk about Kane all the time, but if you take Son out of that team, you know, do, you know, I I think, I think if we lose either of those players, it would have the same impact on the team personally for me. I definitely think they're two totally different players that play two totally different positions. But if you lose, either one of those it would be exactly it would be exactly the same impact on on the club um you know kane kane's having to do all these things but you know we'll probably get onto it in more detail about how we're playing at the minute and stuff later on but you know kane's kane and and the attacking players are having to get back more because they just don't trust the defense the man stood next to them they do not trust them to do their job you know, I. You know, anyone that's played football, there's always that one player in the team that you know is awful, so you always double cover them and make sure they're all right. Or bail and sign so in the midfield. I've got to do that for the whole back four. You know, like it's just, yeah, uh, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. I feel like with
1: the um, when people say, "Oh, you take Kane out that team and then nothing," kind of thing. I feel like you could say that about a lot of teams. You know, take their yeah. best player out, and they could be impacted a lot, but. I don't take the argument too <clears throat> too seriously because look at what happened when Kane got injured um, in 018-019 when mm-hmm. we got to the final. You know, we were absolutely yeah. fine about Kane. Um, and then turned to, oh, they're better without Kane now. But apparently we were Harry Kane FC before that. So it's a very flip-floppy argument that I don't yeah. put too much thought into. But we are definitely very reliant on him, as you said. He's You know, I think Kane's doing certain other jobs because you know, some of the players in the team aren't trustworthy and they feel like they have to like kind of clean up after the rest of them and it is worrying. It really is. It is. And I, I, I
0: think is, that's I, why we're all struggling, I think, struggling, I think as well. And it I like what um Alan is it Alan? I can't read from it. We need two centre backs and a playmaker and Danny Ings would be nice. I think I think I agree on the fact that Danny Ings but the fact that uh Jose will not play Vinny now and again if Kane was injured. We've we've mm-hmm. seen that and we've seen that he doesn't trust Vinny as much as he does Kane. Would that be the same with Danny Ings, do you think? Or do you think it would be
1: different because he's played in the Premier League? What do you think, Mel? I honestly can't see any valid reason why Vinicius wasn't getting game time, you know. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if, if, if I put that down to a personal vendetta against Vinny, then I could say I I don't see why we couldn't bring in Danny Ings, but I don't know. Again, I think it's just, you know, Jose, again, not trusting a lot of this team. So he feels like he has to play Kane. Um, Would bring in someone else, you know, not as great change that? I don't think so, because as you said, Vinny's kind of proof of that unless it is a personal vendetta. Um, But it is worrying that we don't see enough of Vinny. Um, I do feel like he's deserved it. He has came on, you know, and he's maybe not had the service around him or he has tried to make things happen. I've seen that quite a few times. Um, so I, I, I can't. He isn't getting played. Um, so would that change for Danny Ings? I don't, I don't really think so, to be honest. I feel like Jose has, you know, his favourites. These undroppable players. Mm. And you know, if Vinicius can't even make the pitch. I don't think Danny Ings will. To be fair. I
2: think. I think that's the thing with Vinny. Uh, and I was, I was just thinking about this as you were saying it. If Vinny was a permanent transfer, I would say that Vinny would play more. Uh, I think you know, if you're if if we're saying if we're saying that, you know, Vinny he's he's playing cup games and he's playing Europa League, games where we don't need Kane and Son as much, so he can play, he gets game time. You don't know what's in the contract, you don't know when he has to play, when he doesn't, because obviously a lot of these loans, especially more outgoing than ingoing, you know, when we send our boys out to, you know, uh, Newport, Portsmouth, any club like that, there'll be a clause in there that says they have to play. Um, but, you know, when we're recruiting players like Vinny and there's probably not something in his contract that says that he has to play. Um, but then are you going to pick Bergwijn to have a go up front because he's a permanent member of your club over someone that's going to go back to Benfica? You know, that that's the thing. It, 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 it's it's I love Vinny. And but it's just I, maybe that's the reason, but I don't think it is. I I agree with you, Mel. I do think it is either something personal or he just feels like he just can't drop players to to get people in. It's just I don't know. Yeah. So
1: I, I, I thought that he was alone, to be fair. But then I don't know. It's hard because Regulon plays a lot. Wait, was Regulon alone? No, he no, Regulon's
2: permanent. Yeah, he's got a buyback. He's yeah.
1: Of, okay. Yeah. No. Forget what I was saying. Carry on, Holly. <laughs>
0: so yeah that's the thing so we obviously called out for squad depth and and that happens. but I'm having this tournament with myself that is there enough quality and I think we've highlighted tonight that there generally isn't and I think going forward obviously I don't want to put too much of a negative spin on it but what do you expect to happen on Thursday when we play in Europa League do you think there'll be a lot of change in personnel or do you think he will still put faith in Kane and stick
1: him up top and give him more minutes I'll go to you first Mel I definitely think there'll be rotations but I still think he's going to go with Kane um or maybe slap him on the bench and then bring him on after we all know Jose loves a Europa League um that's his bag and he does take those competitions very seriously so I couldn't see him fielding um you know a weaker team or doing a lot of rotation I think he'll personally field the team he's most comfortable with and Kane is definitely part of that so yeah I do think Jose's going to take this game quite seriously Yeah, I I think think we. Oh, sorry, go, Jay.
2: uh, No, I think I think that's the thing. It needs to be um, whether we go with the approach of win it and it's close over two legs, or we go with let's kill it first game. You know, that's the thing because that's you know that's the thing we've got such a a tight run of fixtures as as it always is in the Premier League for every team. Before someone thinks I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm going to start crying about the fixture list. Um, I'm not. I'm just saying, if you can make fixtures easier for yourself, then why not? You know, if we if we play this first leg, put the big boys out, put five past, and I'm not saying we are, but if we did, then that would mean that we could play whoever we wanted in in the in the in the second leg. Um, so I I it'll be a statement of intent. Whatever team he puts out on Thursday night, if he puts out the big boys, he's saying let's kill this game. If he puts out the uh, a B team, as it would be. Uh, then we'll see a slugged out over two legs game.
0: I think that's the best way to put it and as well. I think it would build momentum if he goes out to try and slaughter the game. Obviously, with everybody down at the minute, not and fans and players included, I think it would just be a big boost for everyone. But regardless from that, uh, looking ahead to that game, I think we've also got to sit back and think, We've been a bit negative on this stream tonight just because of the way the game's gone tonight, which is fair enough, because it's not great being a Spurs fan at the minute. But I just want to get everybody's thoughts on what their gem has been this season in terms of... I know it might be quite hard to have, I think, now, but what is the one player that stood out for you that you've, you thought, actually, we need this player in this team? Because without him, I feel like we don't have anything going forward. So, Jair, will go with you. What, what, who's your gem at the moment?
2: Uh. Until today and Everton, I would say Hojbjerg. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: um,
2: but uh, you know, but I think again um, that comes down. I, I'd still go Hojbjerg. I think he's been exactly what we need. I don't know whether this is a PG stream, but we, you know, we need a shit house player that's just gonna. You know, you everyone watched the documentary. Um, we lacked that. You know, under the manager before Jose, we uh, you know we weren't apart from the battle of the bridge we weren't a dirty side we weren't tactical we weren't conniving we weren't time wasting and like you know i mean Deborah, which we it was just probably just kick someone up in the air just for the lulls, you know like it is and and it, as a spurs fan it it's it you know it's that battle cry it's that you know he's obviously danish like erikson he's got that kind of vikingish kind of like war cry ability where it just by him just being how he is it just brings the rest of the players around him and it just kind of gives them that uh relaxation that they know that he's there to back them up if they mess up because he'll he'll take someone out and he'll take a yellow card you know but he's definitely been the standout the only other one for me would be if he played more would be joe roden but he hasn't played enough to even be put in that category so yeah that Hoybeg for me definitely
0: Mel, have you got a, a hidden gem? Someone that might not everybody look to, or is it just someone that's point out being the best for you?
1: Uh, When you say someone, uh, if I'm talking about a bit underrated, I would have said Aurier, um, but I don't think he's warranted the kind of gem term, so I'm gonna drop it, but I, I do wanna make a note that I think he's been quite underrated and, and the turnaround, but I'm just going to say Jim now. Um, I was going to originally go with but because Jay said him. I'm going to go with Ndombelé, not quite hidden because <laughs> we've seen quite you know, a lot of rave about him. But um, I think that the reason I'm just so happy about Ndombelé, apart from his play itself, is just the turnaround. Um, us thinking, you know, he was going to be off soon, and his relationship with Jose not being repaired, and then him just turning it around, and just for me being one of honestly one of our most key players you know, getting the ball through that midfield, looking so effortless while he's doing it. You know, I see a lot of people talk about his power and that, but to me, it's, it's, it's his technical ability and some of the decision-making, you know, his passing range, his burst of pace, you know, he's really brought in a little bit of, you know, a fire to this team. And I can't remember what, the last time I've ever actually had a bad word to say about Ndombele, maybe when he was going through his problems with Jose, but yeah, it's got to be Ndombele for me.
0: No, I'm glad that you've brought up Serge as well because I wasn't the best advocate for that man. It, it must be said, I was doing my nut every time he played last season. But it is true what you said he has had a massive turnaround, and I think saying that, obviously, I think Matt Doherty has been a big letdown for us. Um, and that moves me on to what I want to say next. And I know we could pick a long list of letdowns in this squad at the moment. But Mel, I'd like to go to you. What is the who is the biggest letdown at the moment for you? Ooh.
1: Letdown infers that you had hope in the first place, but I'm still gonna say David. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I'm gonna say Dyer. I changed that. Dyer. Mm. Do you know, I'm gonna say Dyer because he more fits this whole letdown thing. Because at the start of the season, I actually had some hope in Dyer. There was a point where I said, you know, Dyer and Toby was my favourite centre-back partnership, Um, and I really thought things, you know, were looking up him and Jose's little weird relationship, whatever that may be, I thought, you know, Daya started to perform, but then he's just gone back to being a meatloaf, Um, I can't, it's like, I can't say Dyer will have, like, a consistently terrible game, but those mistakes he makes, I just can't count how many points, you know, Mm. he's um, lost us, I can't remember what game this was, was it Liverpool, or was it Brighton, I, I can't remember where, there was, you know, their attacker was an inside run. You could spot it from a mile off, but he's just yeah. not looking, you know, not helping out Luis. And I've got to say, he's the player that's probably infuriated me the most this season. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Dier. <laughs> uh, well,
2: going off, going go off, off dire. Oh, I can hear myself lap back. Uh, going off dire, I can totally, uh, what Mel said there is exactly right. And I've seen uh, one of my mates Adam put something on Twitter that was the same. I think it's, there's been uh, five fixtures this season in which we've dropped points due to an involvement of Eric Dyer in an incident in the game, be it a missed tackle, be it a yeah. giving away a penalty, anything like that. You know, that's that's six games where we've we've either dropped points from a winning position or or yeah, where you go, Adam said there. <laughs> yeah, well that's a very good point, Adam. But um I think as as for letdowns uh as for letdowns this season obviously Bale's got to be in there um but for me the biggest one but, but I don't even think it's his fault is Matt Doherty um you know Wolves Wolves have absolutely done us a dirty um with sending us him in in the fact that they've gone you know, we're gonna transition into a four at the back this year. Matt Doherty can't defend to save his life. He's a great wing back. He gets goals going forward, he gets assists, but defensively, is he a defender? No. Um, you know, like Mel said earlier about Regulon, is Regulon a defender? Yeah, he's a little bit better, but he's not a defender. He's definitely a wing back. He can do a little bit of both. But you know, at the minute we've we're playing, and this is why I keep going back to we dominated with five at the back when we had Vertonghen, uh, Alderweireld and Sanchez and then had Walker and Rose. That was the model. That was for me the model. Um, and all we needed to do was just find that extra player in that position. Um, and Matt Doherty could be that potentially if we played five and gave him that freedom. But we don't. We play four and he will not get in the team and he will be awful and he will continue to be awful a whole time we play four at the back. He can't play there. He can't play there.
1: Do you know what, like, you've been quite fair on him, to be fair, because I always say the only positive I see out of that signing is he made Aurier, he put a stick up Aurier's ass to <laughs> that's, also
2: like that, yeah. that's
0: also true, that's also true. That brings me back to Serge, because like I said, I, I really didn't rate him. And the fact that Matt Dirty's come in and had an absolute stinker just kind of highlights that... We, we needed someone better than Serge just to push on a bit and have Serge's backup, and it's kind of reverted into the opposite. We've got a backup for Serge that isn't as good as Serge, if that makes sense. So, but yeah, I agree with both your statements. I think obviously Bell was the letdown in the nostalgia aspect, aspect, and obviously Dyer, because I still did, I don't rate Dyer at all. And I think it's unfair to me to say that he, he was bad at the start of the season, because I think we all kind of thought at the start of the season, especially that run during Christmas, that we could actually go on and do things. And mm. now it's kind of just all the cracks are opening at the same time, which isn't great. But yeah, and from that, I just want to move on to the, what are your aspects and hopes for the end of the season? What do you hope to have at, when we have the final day of the season? So Romero, Sorry, I'll can we it.
2: just go back? I think there's one person that has had an honourable mention that we haven't mentioned yet. And that is the fluffy man sat behind you because he has been absolutely awful this year. Absolutely awful. Yeah. I uh, I uh, whoever bought you that seriously needs to reevaluate what they were doing with their life. Um, mm. But you know the the thing is 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 I I can't believe what I didn't say the first. Yeah, it was me. I think it was... <laughs> the, uh The you know the 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 thing is the first time round you know he I, I've said this and I've heard many a fan say this if he wasn't Tottenham born bred fanned a lot. Harry, Harry, wanksy. Exactly, that is exactly it. He is awful. He is so bad. You know what, Harvey? I said uh, top Portsmouth train at the end of my road. Like I can literally walk out my house and see Portsmouth train. I would personally drive Harvey White the other way and send Winks to go and play with Portsmouth because it is. He's. I can't believe I didn't mention him the first round. I couldn't. I couldn't go this podcast without bringing it up. I'm sorry, I couldn't.
0: I just feel like you've caused it, to be honest. Yeah, I've jinxed it. I've jinxed it. Yeah, but no, I'm not not too happy about Winks, it must be said. Like like we just touched on the fact that he went from sideways to backwards to now think he can score from anywhere on the pitch. And we kind of highlighted on Everton when he had a shot and he hit the corner flag. So that just kind of highlights the extent how (laughs) frustrating it is. But nevertheless, um, what are our hopes and aspirations for the end of the season? Mel,
1: I'll, I'll start with you. You're asking the jinx here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tread carefully. Yeah.
2: We're going to see crown bites on Twitter.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to tread carefully with my wording here. I'm not going to say realistically. I'm going to say ideally, and this would be great. I'm not saying it's going to happen. but This would be great is... I want to win Europa. I can't lie, that's the main thing I've got my eyes on. I've kind of lost hope for the league um, and me knowing how much Jose, you know, goes for that cup and it being a route back into the Champions League, if, you know, we don't get top four, I'd be completely happy with Europa. Would I be happy with just the league cup? Mm. Oh, do you know what? As a Tottenham fan, I probably really shouldn't be looking down on any trophy, but will, will it will it? Justify what we've been watching absolutely not um so i'm <laughs> i'm hoping for a top six finish and uh europa league realistically no actually not, no no i'm not doing it You're okay, <laughs> no. just leave it <laughs> um
2: I, I would i would echo the same kind of thing with regards to the europa league um, but again, I think it will be Thursday will be the statement of intent from Jose where he stands on the Europa League. Um, if he plays the big boys, then for me, there is no excuse. Um, there's enough teams in there that there's a couple of teams that have maybe dropped down from the Champions League, which could cause issues. But unless we run into another one of the English clubs, there's no team in there that I think we should lose to, we could very easily lose to, we could lose to Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg on Thursday that, you know, we could, but you know, there's Europa League is definitely, as long as Leicester and Arsenal go out, um, oh, well, maybe not Arsenal, but as long as Leicester go out, I reckon we still stand a chance. Um, but as, as for, as for League Cup, um, you know, we, we try and avoid it, but like Mel said, I t- it's it's a cup, man. I I just just the meme, just to stop the meme because we've won a trophy. I don't care if it's the the t. I get I get bantered by Portsmouth fans that they've won the St John's Pates Trophy and the league and the league League Two playoffs. You know because they're trophies. You know you know that's the thing. You know anything's a trophy. Um, but you know the League Cup for me would be, I'd be happy with the League Cup. Um, and a top four finish I don't think would be on, but if it would, it'd be great. But ideally I think at least European football next year would be nice yeah
0: I echo your thoughts I think anything's better than the Audi Cup at the minute so to get a, a league cup and then be able to hopefully when you're open get into UCL would would be a massive bonus so
1: Europa yeah but who knows Still don't have
2: so. <laughs> yeah that's very true.
0: true and like we've we've touched on I think Joe says probably I feel at the moment he's he's been there, he's done it. I feel like if there's any manager we need to try and bring this defence together, it's got to be him. And that's another mm. thing on this stance. I think there's lots of people at the moment are still in this potch dreamland. And you've got to be frank with people. He's, he's not coming back right now. We'll start with Joe saying. I feel like that's the kind of vibe we've got to, to live off at the moment. And it is rubbish watching boring football. But if boring football at the end of the day wins you a trophy, so be it. So... But i'd like to say thank you both for coming on today i mean it's been an hour of me trying to to host this i hope you guys are all right with it but thanks again for both of you coming on um you can obviously go find both of these guys on their channels mel you want to plug anything go for it uh,
1: yes yeah, so i will be taking a break um from my youtube but i will be back next week so that is um on twitter instagram and youtube sabalas tv and i've also started a new Spurs podcast with some of my friends and that is called Pain from the Lane and that's very on brand for this episode. So <laughs> yeah, thank you for me on Holly
0: <laughs> No, that's all right. No, I'm I'm really glad you actually accepted to come on because I just want to highlight Mel that you have done a brilliant job at the moment with all of the silly memes going around but it's a true tribute <laughs> because I think if if you did give this sort of thing up, I think it would be a waste because you're cracking at what you do. So make sure you all Tune in to Mel as well because she, she is class, and Jay as well. Is there any last word you'd like uh,
2: to say? No, just um, I've gone a whole podcast without saying the name that shouldn't be said. You said it a minute ago, and it just <laughs> it just got me. You just got me a little bit, but uh, I didn't nibble. I've gone a whole podcast without saying his name, so I'm I'm proud of that. Um, and then um, and yeah. Uh, I, you know, this is the first time I've been on a podcast before, so you know, uh, you can find me on Twitter at JJ Season, and I also stream live on Twitch. I'm currently trying not to get sacked as Tottenham manager again. Very on brand, um, as Phil said. Uh, so you can find me on Twitch at JJ Season. Uh, yeah, streaming foot manager.
0: Awesome stuff. Thanks again, guys, um, and thanks to everyone that's watched. Sorry, I haven't been too interactive with the chat. I, I'm still getting used to what I'm doing, but um, hopefully, we will have another Holly's Hot Spurs live soon. But thanks again, everyone, and see you later.